Giving good feedback is an art. It's a skill. You need to practice it. And using the right tools, that can be made so much easier. In this episode, I'm going to share with you one of the most powerful tools I've ever learned in business. And this is a simple, structured approach to giving good feedback so that you actually get the result you want every single time, which is to improve future behavior. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day and this is Systemize Your Success. Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about giving good feedback. As I said in my intro, this is an absolute make or break. It's something you've got to learn how to be brilliant at because if you get this right, it can transform relationships. If you get it wrong, it can destroy relationships within your business. Now, this is a model that I've adapted and adopted from a book called The Effective Manager by Mark Horseman. Now, it's a book I highly recommend. I recommend all my clients read it. I give it to my coaching clients. It's that kind of book that I think is a total game changer, especially if you're a small business owner and you're trying to manage a team, whether that be remotely or otherwise. I'll put the link to the show, in the show notes for that book as well, but just trust me, it's well worth a read. Now, here is my lesson from one of our training courses where I teach people about giving good feedback. So giving feedback. Feedback given badly is a very bad thing. You can undermine someone's confidence. You can make them feel like they just aren't doing a good job. And that leads them to them performing badly and just hating their work. If somebody loves what they do, if they feel that you trust what they do, if they feel that they are doing a good job, it improves the productivity and also the outcome of that work. Feedback has one purpose, and that is to improve future behavior. With that in mind, it's important that you deliver feedback in a very structured way so that the outcome is always to improve future behavior and never to cast blame or to point fingers at something that's happened in the past. No one can change the past. And if you try to focus on an incident that happened and talk about it in the past tense, the person can easily get into a defensive mode and give you excuses to why in that instance it didn't go to plan. If instead you talk about things in the present tense. So rather than saying when you were late for the meeting on Tuesday, you would say something like when you are late for meetings. If you say when you were late for that meeting on Tuesday, the person may come back and say, oh, yeah, but the bus was late or oh, my, or my kid was ill or something else. If you say when you are late for meetings, it's in the present tense. There's no incidents to be defensive about. You're now talking about what effect that behavior has on the business or on a person. It therefore can't be defensible in the same way. So it lends itself much better to improving future behavior. Got a very clear model. And again, I've adapted this from the Effective Manager by Mark Horseman. So I'll run through the four steps here and I'll go through them each individually in turn. Step one, you're going to ask permission to give the person feedback. Step two, you're going to state the behavior in the present tense. Step three, you're going to state the impact of that behavior. And step four, you're going to encourage effective future behavior. So step one, ask for permission. Can I give you some feedback? Can I make an observation? Can I share something with you? Can I have a word with you? Whatever words you use are fine, 
The point is you're just giving the opportunity to your employee to say no. It may be a really bad time for them. They may have just receive some horrible news and they're just not in the mindset to be taking any criticism or any encouragement for that matter. Maybe they're late for a meeting and they really need to just get on and do some stuff or they've got a deadline pending. They can't focus on what you're going to say. So interrupting them at that moment in time isn't going to be well received and it won't help improve future behavior. Therefore, you're giving them the opportunity to say no. If someone does say no, you can come back and revisit it. If they repeatedly say no, then that could be something you could then give feedback on and say when you can, when you repeatedly say no to feedback and then what the outcome of that is. But ultimately, you need to be able to give feedback, but you need to be able to give them permission to say no, not now. Next, state the behavior. Whenever you're giving feedback, both positive and negative, try to use the same language. This means that the person is receptive and doesn't suddenly become defensive as soon as you start talking to them because they think, oh, I'm going to get a grilling here. And always use the present tense, as I discussed before. So some examples may be when you focus on your phone during meetings, when you stay late to help the new person, when you deliver projects on time. This is especially important when giving negative feedback. But by using the same structure for both positive and negative, you then train yourself to say it right every single time. So when you focus on your phone in meetings, you're not giving them an opportunity to say what the reason they were focusing on the phone was because you're not giving them a specific instance that you're talking about. You're talking about a behavior that could happen in the past, but also could happen again in the future. That way, it's just talking about the behavior and not the actual act. Next, step three, state the impact of the behavior. So for example, when you focus on your phone during a meeting, it gives the impression that you aren't paying attention. So here it's important to focus on behaviors and not attitudes or your opinion of someone's thoughts. If you say to somebody, when you focus on your phone in meetings, it shows you're not interested because you don't know if they're interested or not. That's your opinion. However, it does give the impression that they aren't paying attention. That's much harder to defend than if you try to second guess what the other person was thinking at the time, because they can simply say, no, I was interested. I was just doing X, Y, or Z. However, they can't defend the fact that it gives the impression that they aren't paying attention because that's your feeling. And they similarly can't tell you it didn't give you that impression because it's your feeling. So therefore, you're not giving them the opportunity to be defensive about the action and the outcome. Another example, when you stay late to help the new person, you make his day feel more enjoyable and he feels more welcome. He comes and tells me I'm impressed with your commitment. It's simply stating what the outcome of the action was in the present tense. Another example, when you deliver projects on time, I can trust that you'll do the job and it frees me up for areas that need my attention. It's simply stating the behavior in the present tense. So the last step in the process is to encourage effective future behavior. So you're going to either ask for a change, say thank you, or encourage that person to do the same thing again. So you could say, could you change that? What could you do differently? How could that be better? Thank you or keep it up. All of these statements will help to improve future behavior. And as we said before, that is the purpose of feedback. So here's some full examples of giving feedback. When you focus on your phone during meetings, it gives the impression that you aren't paying attention. Can you not do that in future? That's sort of a simple way. You're asking them the specific of what you want them to change. You could make that more advanced by asking them to think about what could be done differently. So for example, when you focus on your phone during meetings, 
It gives the impression that you aren't paying attention. How can you fix that? Or what are you going to do differently? Therefore, you're asking them to think about their behavior and how they can change it. This is a very simple example. So actually, it would be easy to ask someone to do that. If something more challenging has happened or more complex, then handing this back to them to think about how can they improve their behavior can actually be a really constructive thing as it makes them think about how the process could be changed or the way someone approaches a problem could be changed to improve the outcomes in future. That leads into a more advanced technique, which is about delegating decision-making, which we'll cover elsewhere. Another example, when you stay late to help the new member of staff, you make his day feel more enjoyable and he feels more welcome. He comes and tells me, I'm impressed with your commitment. Thank you. You're simply stating the behavior, stating the outcome, and just saying thank you. Or when you deliver projects on time, I can trust that you'll do the job and it frees me up areas that need my attention. Keep up the good work. You're obviously just encouraging them to continue doing the same thing again. So a few pointers about giving feedback. Firstly, give feedback as soon as possible, either at the moment it happens, if you happen to be there, if not, as soon as you possibly can. You can always do it in your one-to-one meetings if you haven't had chance before. It should be done privately, so you shouldn't be doing it with other people in the room. And If you're not able to do it one-to-one in person or one-to-one in a Zoom meeting, for example, then just record yourself to giving the feedback and sending it to them. That obviously gets around the ability to ask permission, but at least then they can review that at a time that's suitable to them. So in effect, you're giving them permission to review it when they're ready to actually watch it. And lastly, and really importantly, try to avoid ever giving feedback using written text. Written text is time-consuming to write. You have to think a lot about it to make sure the words come out right. It can easily be misinterpreted. And the way you say something in writing to the way someone reads it can be totally different. However, if you're recording a video, you're showing your face, your body language, you're smiling, you're encouraging, even if it's negative, that person can see that your intentions are good. Therefore, we advise you to just totally avoid using written language. In fact, I would advise you to avoid using written language in business as much as humanly possible. I record tens of videos every single day. Every piece of advice, every bit of feedback I try and give, I try and give it through video. Unless it's just a simple yes, no sort of answer or something really, really quick. But everything else, recorded video, it's quick, it's easy. We use an app called Screencast-O-Matic. You could use Loom or you could use whatever video recorder or voice recorder you've got. If you haven't got video, voice is fine. And I sometimes do this over a voice message from out and about. I'll be walking along, I'll record a voice on my phone and flick it over to the person. Far more effective than writing and far less easily interpreted wrongly. Okay, so now you have the feedback model. However, this is useless unless you use it. So I have a challenge for you today. I want you from now for the next six weeks to find a situation every single day where you can give a piece of positive feedback using the feedback model to someone in your world. Ideally, it would be an employee or somebody you're working with. But if not, just try and use it elsewhere just to practice. Give it to your dog if you can't find anyone, but genuinely try to find someone in your business that you can actually use this and give positive feedback. You're not gonna give any any negative or constructive feedback at this point. Just positive, positive, positive. I will promise you that by the end of the six weeks, even without actually criticizing or trying to adjust anyone's behavior away from bad, simply by giving the positive feedback, it will encourage more future 
better behavior because people will like the fact they're getting praise for the good stuff that they're doing and they'll then want to do more of it. So that's my challenge. And there's a reason for this, that when you do start giving negative feedback, you want to be able to do so confidently using the model without your nerves getting in the way and you end up thinking, oh, that didn't go so well and it ruins that relationship. So start now, give positive for the next six weeks. Then when you've honed this skill, you've seen the benefits from it, you'll be totally motivated. And then when you start giving the more constructive, negative feedback, so to speak, it will actually go the way you intend it and will also have a positive impact on future behavior. Okay, so best of luck with getting this challenge done. If you want to be held accountable, feel free to post a comment onto the podcast, state that you're starting it, and in six weeks' time, state that you've nailed it. It'll encourage more people to do the same, and then there'll be some group accountability about actually using this incredible tool in your business. In the meantime, please leave us a review if you found this episode useful. And if there's ever anything you'd like me to drill down on during these episodes, then feel free to leave it as a review on the podcast and then I'll pick that up. I will make the episode and I'll give you a big shout out to say thanks for the suggestion. Until next time, thanks very much for listening. I've been Dr. Steve Day and this is Systemize Your Success. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success. Your Success.